Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. <clears throat> I hope all of you are having fantastic Tuesdays. A little bit of housekeeping here. Hold on one sec. I'm headed down to Fort Lauderdale for the Fox uh, News Patriot Awards uh, at the Seminole Resort. Should be a good time. I was down there last year. Absolutely fantastic event. Uh, so I'll be in uh, South Florida Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I then am going to go to Lexington, Kentucky <coughs> on Saturday as a part of Big Noon. <coughs> Strong start here. Let me get my uh, cough done away with. And uh, so I look forward to seeing a lot of Kentucky fans and also being able to hang out with everybody up in Lexington for the Georgia game. Um, not sure where I will be yet for the final week of the season with Big Noon. Possible if Tennessee is potentially going to go to 11-1 and that I'll be in Nashville for the Vanderbilt game. We'll just have to see exactly how all of that shakes out. Um, so, a couple of different things uh, right off the top here. College football playoff selection special tonight. Uh, I expect for number one to be Georgia, number two to be Ohio State, number three to be Michigan, number four to be TCU, and number five to be Tennessee. I don't think there is going to be very much drama. Certainly USC, uh, LSU, and Alabama will also be close up there near the top. I expect Clemson, UNC, uh, we'll see exactly how the rest of the top 10 breaks out, but I remain very confident that if Tennessee goes 11-1, and they are going to be, the Volunteers are, going to be in the college football playoff. But again, not a lot of drama today. Although I'm going to be working on my gambling picks. Great weekend gambling. Went 10-3 and in college football this past weekend. One of the best weekends of the year we've had so far. Hope to keep that momentum going. But if you look at the rest of the schedule, USC would have to play... Uh, they play UCLA this weekend, then Notre Dame, then a Pac-12 title game. TCU plays at Baylor. They're only like a two-point favorite. Then I believe they play Iowa State, close with the Big 12 championship. I would be stunned if USC and TCU go 6-0 and in those games again. I think if Tennessee can get to 11-1, and they're around a three-touchdown favorite over South Carolina will be 24-25 point favorite or more over Vanderbilt in what will be a default game. I feel like Tennessee has a really good shot of getting to 11-1 and and making the college football playoff. How about last night? Washington Commanders are surging. The Eagles got whipped, frankly, last night at home. Now, if you're an Eagle fan, what do you think about last night's performance? And are you a bit apprehensive given what we just saw from the Minnesota Vikings and also given we saw the Dallas Cowboys go down against the Green Bay Packers? I'm curious, in two days, my Tennessee Titans go on the road against the Green Bay Packers. We seem to have seen Tom Brady right the ship down in Tampa Bay. I would be very surprised if the Bucs don't win the NFC South at this point in time sitting at 5-5, five and five, the way that they are playing. They feel like a big favorite, to me anyway, to win that division. Is, is also the case going to be that Aaron Rodgers starts to get things fixed? Now, the Vikings, barring a total collapse, are going to win the NFC North. 
So that means the the Packers would have to go on the road for the wild card. But remember, the one year that Aaron Rodgers actually won the Super Bowl, it came not by relying on games at Lambeau, but coming out of the wild card spot. So I do think that is worth contemplating here. And I talked about this yesterday. The playoff picture in the NFL is actually getting pretty intriguing if you want to break it all down and look at who would be in the playoffs. In fact, I haven't seen very many people talking about this so far, so let me go ahead and do it. Not a surprise, Kansas City Chiefs would be the overall number one seed here at the halfway point, effectively, a little bit past the halfway point of the NFL season. Miami Dolphins, kind of a surprise. I think it's got to be that they're sliding in at the two spot and that Tua is a legitimate MVP candidate. Your number three team would be the Tennessee Titans. And this like kind of blows your mind, but if the Titans had held on to that lead against Kansas City, Titans would be your number one team right now, and they have no offense at all. So Mike Vrabel deserves a lot of credit for what he has done with the Titans this year. We got the Baltimore Ravens sliding in at the four spot, and then your wild card teams would be the New York Jets, the Buffalo Bills, and the New England Patriots. So you would have opening round playoff games in the AFC if the season were ending right now. Miami would play against New England. I think Dolphin fans would probably like that. Titans would play against the Bills. I speak for Titans fans when I say we would not like that. And then Baltimore would host the Jets and you would have Kansas City getting the bye in the divisional round, okay? Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. Uh, What about the NFC? Number one overall seed, still the Eagles. Then you've got the Vikings in the two spot. Big drop off. You've got two eight and one teams. And then you fall to Seattle, who right now is leading in the NFC West. They're the three. Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be the four. Then you've got the Giants, the Cowboys, and the San Francisco 49ers. So your playoff picture right now would be the Vikings hosting the 49ers. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks would be hosting the Dallas Cowboys. And Tom Brady and Tampa Bay would be hosting the Giants. Doesn't feel like that bad of a setup right now for Tampa Bay. And believe it or not, Green Bay is not that far out of the playoff picture right now. In fact, hard to be very far out of the playoff picture in general right now. Uh, for all of these teams as you sort of contemplate where we are. I also like to talk about all the time uh, divisional favorites. Uh, And as you break down who is likely to be favored in uh, the NFL right now, who are the teams and how much are they favored now to win their divisions? Bills, still a small favorite over the Dolphins, minus 180. Uh, And then you have the Ravens, Big favorite to win the AFC North. They're all the way out to minus 490. The Titans, Titans have surged all the way out to minus 550 to win the AFC South. That is a big favorite. The Chiefs, huge favorites in the AFC West at minus 1250. Eagles, minus 340 to win the NFC East. You got the Vikings, who are the biggest favorite right now to win their division of anybody in the NFL. They're all the way out to minus 3,000. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus 420. And the San Francisco 49ers uh, still are the favorite, even though they're not in first place right now, at minus 220. 
with the Seahawks at 2-1 to one in what might end up being the best race out there before all is said and done. So that's where we're sitting right now in the NFL playoff picture, a little bit over halfway through the season so far. Uh, so the Republicans, although I don't think it's officially been announced, are sitting at 217 House seats. They are leading in four more races. Some of those leads are fairly substantial right now uh, as we look at them. I would expect, this is crazy that they're still counting, some of these California races still have only counted a little bit over half of their ballots. That's unacceptable. I said this uh, leading up to the election. I'll continue to say it. Everybody should copy what Florida did uh, and end up with every vote counted within a few hours of the polls closing. Uh, but Republicans are leading still in three, four different races. They only need to win one of them. I would expect that we might well see California 27 potentially called today and actually go ahead and put Republicans in official control, uh, at least based on the call being made. Uh, but Kevin McCarthy has been reelected, has been elected, sorry, as the speaker. So Joe Biden's agenda in Congress, even though you're not going to win the Senate, is effectively torpedoed. And we're going to spend the next two years talking about who is going to be the nominee to run against Joe Biden. Uh, and a part of that is Donald Trump is announcing tonight for 2024. Uh, all the expectations are 9 p.m. Eastern at Mar-a-Lago, an official announcement for uh, the presidency. Now, I'm going to support Trump. I'm going to support DeSantis. I'm going to support whoever wins the Republican nomination. Uh, but Donald Trump is going to announce tonight, I think what we have learned from the election, people don't want to look backwards. Uh, they don't want election discussion about 2020. They want to talk about the future. So what I would say is Trump tonight should prosecute the case against Joe Biden. He shouldn't relitigate 2020. Now, I don't know if Trump's going to be disciplined enough to do that, but that's the argument that has to be made. And also, he needs to make the case for what he is going to change, what policies he can put in place that would help to address inflation, that would help to address what I think is likely soon to be a recession, that would help to address gas prices, that would help to deal with crime, and that also would help to deal with what's going on at our southern border. All of those things, I'm curious to see what Trump will say tonight at 9 Eastern about that. Uh, NBC News has suspended a reporter for a Paul Pelosi report that did not live up to their standards. It aired on Today Show. I retweeted that. They now have suspended that reporter. And all I would say is this. Have they suspended anybody for the Russia collusion lies? Have they suspended anybody for getting everything about Russia and collusion wrong? Because I don't think they have. And my question would be, well, why haven't they managed to do that? They can get around to suspending this guy really quickly over the Paul Pelosi news. But they got a lot wrong for years while covering Trump. In fact, they got everything wrong and it all worked against him. Why in the world have they acted so quickly on the Paul Pelosi report and still done absolutely nothing about uh, what happened surrounding Russia collusion and more? Finally, Yellowstone has returned. It's the most watched show on television. 
It is Dallas set on a uh, ranch out in Montana. Uh, it's a fun show. They showed two episodes. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I would give it a B plus. I'm not sure where exactly we are headed. Now that, spoiler alert, John Dutton is the governor of Montana. But I love watching this show. We're covering it very well at OutKick. I want to thank all of you for the tremendous support that you are giving OutKick. October was the greatest month ever. I talked about on Clay and Buck today how we've had a 40% increase overall in unique listeners. Uh, I am absolutely thrilled with how things are going uh, as we move into the end of the year. Uh, and I appreciate all of you. Uh, I will uh, not be doing shows, I don't believe, the rest of this week because I'm not necessarily going to be home. I'm out on Friday. I'm taking a day off after like six months of working every day. Uh, I will be, however, in Lexington, Kentucky this weekend, maybe at Tennessee Vanderbilt on Saturday of next week. Appreciate all of you. Uh, I will be back next week. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. Thank you. This has been OutKick, the show.